Whether you're a whiskey aficionado or new to the world of whiskeys, I invite you to pull up a chair and join me around the bar as we pour a dram and share in our love of all things whiskeys. Hi, I'm your host, Victor. You can call me Vic, and welcome to Distilled. Hello, hello. Welcome to Distilled. Welcome to the Old Door Basement Bar. That's right, we are recording live from the bar in the basement. Uh, if you are listening to this as a podcast on whatever platform you listen to, know that I'm recording live on Instagram, and so you will be hearing me give shout-outs. Hey, how's it going, Old Time Spirits? Um, this is, again, going to be a kind of a live recording for the Distilled Podcast. Just kind of wanted to rundown the year and how fun it has been producing the podcast, working the Instagram account, and just how crazy life has changed this year in some of the best ways possible. Uh, so, if you have not already done so, pour yourself a dram, have a seat, and enjoy it. Uh, we're going to start off, how did Distilled get started? Well, that was October 2020. Uh, I had been a chef in the restaurant industry for about 12 years. Um, 2018, 2019-ish, um, got out of restaurants and was more working in a nursing home as a chef and the pandemic hit. Uh, my wife was pregnant at the time and we were looking at moving for her career, um, that didn't happen, but I had already put in my three weeks notice because I was a supervisor and the uh, only position they had available was a cook position. And I was like, you know what, this pandemic's getting kind of, kind of rough. Um, I've already been exposed three or four times to COVID at that time in the nursing home. So I decided to go into a coding boot camp because software development had been something that I was interested in. So three months later, my final project. Hey, Kirsten. Hello, people coming in. Awesome. Welcome, guys. Happy New Year's Eve. Um, just a quick heads up. We are recording a live episode of the Distilled Podcast. So if you have questions, feel free to ask them. I will try to get to them. Um... Just going through how Distilled got started. Originally, it was a small web app, kind of like um, Untapped, but for whiskey. It was my final project for a coding boot camp. And uh, after a few months of trying to get that going and trying to figure out how to raise money for it, started the Instagram account, promoted, uh, did a mentorship course with my father-in-law, and... Uh, decided, you know what, let's put that on a back burner. Uh, I really want to teach more about whiskey, and so I started the podcast in February. So we'll be going through, we've got some awesome bottles in front of me. Each one of these is special, um, and they kind of go through this year, this amazing year for me, uh, my family, and for Distilled. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Vic. Nice to meet you all. So, starting off, uh, the Distilled podcast launched in on February 7th. Uh, the first episode was February 9th, and this was the whiskey we were drinking, Bullet Bourbon, on that episode. Bullet is very special to my family and I. Uh, it was the one of the whiskeys that we served at our reception. Um, as I've gone through this journey exploring new whiskeys, I've found that I really love high rye bourbons, and I really owe that to Bullet. Um, initially, at the beginning of the year, I said my two favorite bourbons were Bullet and Blanton's, and I found out Blanton's, I believe uses a high rye mash bill, uh, Buffalo Traces number two. Someone absolutely feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I know someone will. This is the internet, after all. If you want to find out, 
a true fact states something false. So, uh, yeah, February 9th, Distilled Podcast launched. We were drinking Bullet, and it's kind of been a mainstay in our bar. I love drinking it neat, mixing it. It's nice and bold. Uh, Bullet Rye is a lot of fun to play with, too. So, if you're in the market for that. Um, Bullet will also show up later, uh, not too much later in the distilled timeline, because, hey, welcome to uh, the live, welcome to the stream, Dave, uh, recording a live episode of the Distilled Podcast, just kind of hanging out until the new year. Um, so yeah, Bullet shows up in the Distilled timeline because it was also part of the flight of whiskeys I submitted to the Stave and Thief Society when I became a certified bourbon steward. Uh, along with that is another very special bottle that my wife bought me. I know it's reversed. It's Western Reserve Distillers Blend of Straight Bourbon. Four years old. Um... Western Reserve Distillers, it's really funny. We're going to come back to them. They're very important uh, in how this year went for me. Um, that four-year blend was really awesome. It had some dark cherry notes, some smoke, like brisket kind of flavor going on. It was really cool. It was blended with um, four-year-old barrels and a 14-year-old barrel. So you got some of those... Uh, some really young flavors, and then a more mellowed, uh, smoothed out bourbon underneath it. It was a really interesting experience because you could, um, you, you could definitely tell there was something older in there in the mouthfeel. It was really fascinating to be able to uh, experience both the younger and the older whiskeys together. They played together really nicely. Um, and in that flight, I also had 1976 Eagle Rare 10-year-old uh, 101 bourbon. That was a phenomenal whiskey. Holy crap. That whiskey blew my mind. Um, hold on, <laughs> I need some water. It was a gift to me from my father-in-law, put this in front of the camera, and he received it from a friend after her dad passed away. Um, and I think that's really the beauty of whiskey, is you'll have friends who will share bottles together and build these connections, um, and when, like, my father-in-law's, the father of my friend's father-in-law passed away. She knew he liked whiskey, and so she gave him this bottle, this Eagle Rare 1976, and he gave it to me uh, because he knew that I would appreciate it more than he probably would. Um, not long after that tasting, that flight, um did receive that certified bourbon steward. We got to share it as a family. And that's a really special moment when we cracked this bottle open because we did it to celebrate the birth of my daughter. Um, it was a bit of an unexpected pregnancy, but it was one that my wife and I uh, graciously and joyfully accepted. And when we found out we were having a daughter we were just blown away. Um, we were so filled with joy. And um, so this is a very special bourbon to me because of that. Um, being able to share that moment with family, share that joy and celebrate uh, was really awesome. Uh, it's a bourbon that we've all decided, special occasions, special guests. Um, so... We've been able to enjoy it this year. Uh, I had a very close friend, brother of mine from seminary training, who's my daughter's godfather, was able to visit. 
And we got to just reconnect and hang out on the back porch, sipping some of that. So, very special memory. Uh, along with the birth of my daughter, Four Roses, small batch. It's a whiskey that I had heard about, and then I tried it and I fell in love with it. Um, and so when she was born, the day after she was born, I went out and bought her a bottle so that when she turns 21, I can tell her that I went out and bought her some roses. And so this is not her bottle. <laughs> her bottle is locked away, nice and safe and secure. And we'll be hanging on to that uh, until, excuse me, until she turns 21. So I'm very excited to share this love of whiskey with her when she comes of age. Um, I do not condone or support underage drinking, but I don't think you should hide alcohol from kids. I think there is a way to responsibly teach them about it, and I really hope that my wife and I can do that. Um, moving out of February and into March, we've got a fun one here. And here we go. To ring in and celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day, my wife and I did a flight, and this was the first flight on the podcast, I think, actually, uh, that we recorded with Jameson. We have Jameson Black Barrel, Jameson Caskmates uh, Stout Edition, and Caskmates. Uh, IPA edition, and this was the first time that my wife appeared on the podcast. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and it was really cool just being able to taste whiskey with her, have some banter back and forth. Um, we were, it was our first month as parents, and so being able to just hang out have some fun for an hour, just forget about the baby, she was watched, there was a babysitter, don't worry, oh, and just relax and have fun and just be ourselves again, because we really didn't feel like we could be ourselves, uh, having to take care of an infant, a one-month-old. So this was really fun, these, uh, these caskmates are really cool. Uh, Jameson partnered with a local brewery and they aged some of their whiskey in the stout barrels and the IPA barrels. Um, and Jameson Black Barrel is a fun one. It They, they say it's a, a toast to their coopers. Um, they rechar some of their barrels after putting them back together or fixing them. And with the, uh, the caskmates, I remember the IPA edition was like walking through a field of wildflowers, I think I described it, but in like the worst way possible for me. <laughs> I was not a fan. Um, it wasn't great. The stout edition um, was more coffee, dark chocolate kind of stuff. That was a lot of fun. And ju just recording that episode was a lot of fun. Definitely check that one out. Um, it's a St. Patrick's Day. We do a Jameson flight on there. And talking a little bit about um, the history of St. Patrick's Day here in America. It was a lot of fun. And that was kind of one of the biggest things I wanted to do with the Distilled podcast, was educate people about whiskey, the history of whiskey, um, and its influence on society and culture. Uh, this first year we spent a lot of time here in America. Um, I've said I want to get over into Ireland. I still want to do that in 2022. Focus more overseas um, on the other side of the Atlantic. So really looking forward to diving into more history and being able to share that with all of the listeners. Uh, moving from that to this 
fun bottle. In May-ish, I started working at a malt house um, here in Ohio, a craft malt house with a small distillery. And this was where I really learned about malt and its role in whiskey and how integral it is to the process of distilling and making beer, um, beverages that I enjoy. Um, I was trying to get my foot in the door in the alcohol industry, the beverage industry, and I found it through this small malt house. Um, and after three and a half months or so, it was decided this isn't really a good fit, After, especially after working with the owner for a month, well, a little more than that, um, because the owner was quasi-retired in Florida, but during the summer he would come up for special projects. Um, our head maltster left, and I had been hired to work more on the distilling side, but ended up, hey, welcome, Whiskey Lab. How's it going? Happy New Year's Eve. Uh, welcome to a live recording of the Distilled Podcast, running through whiskeys and their influence on the podcast this year. Currently talking about this one, Old Door Spirits. You are not going to find it in stores because I made this one. Oh. The malt house and distillery I worked at makes single malt whiskey, and I took some of our malt shine, white lightning, brought it home, got a small barrel over here, here we go, popped it in here for a couple of months, and uh, oops. every two and a half weeks or so, I'd uh, get a little taste, and it was amazing seeing how this... Um, raw, new make, white dog, single malt whiskey transformed. And one of the most surprising notes that came out of it was that it um, had a kettle corn, a caramel popcorn flavor. It was really weird, but a lot of fun. Um, so that went in the barrel at 120 proof and it sat in my attic <laughs> for a couple of months um, at the end of summer. And the yield on it was less than half. So in order to stretch it out, I took it down to 80 proof. Um, that's, it is not chill filtered, which is why it's kind of cloudy. There's no kind about it. It's real cloudy. Let's be honest. Um, if I'd taken it to 86 proof, I think it would have been better flavor wise. Uh, but I was really just trying to stretch it out and make it last. So that was a fun experiment. Old Door Spirits, picking the bottle myself, designing the label. Hey, what's up, women of whiskeys? Uh, Happy New Year's Eve. Welcome to the live recording of the Distilled Podcast. Uh, just talking about some influential bottles for me this year. And just giving a rundown of uh, Distilled and how this year has been amazing for me and the podcast. Oh, I was kind of sad to leave malt house, but uh, I had a better opportunity. Um, thoughts on my experiment. It, if I were to do it again, I would take, I would barrel it at 114 proof and see maybe a month and a half, not two months. Um, flavor was just kind of lacking. Uh, but it was a beautiful, like, it was a beautiful multi flavor. There was this, um, uh, red apple kind of thing. Actually, let's, I haven't, I haven't sipped this in a while. So let's see. Cheers. Let's try it out. Okay. It still has that caramel popcorn on the nose. It's so weird. It's single malt um, from Ohio. Made in Ohio, grown in Ohio. Really awesome. Farmer's a really cool guy too. 
yeah, that caramelized popcorn, it's so bizarre because it's just malted barley, 100%. Uh, it is 80 proof, so 40% ABV. Um, Non-chill filtered, that's why it's hazy. Um, malt, I have found, is incredibly oily, which is why it's usually... Well, yeah, I think this is why it's usually triple distilled. This only went through two distillations. Um, I know that because I made it. <laughs> um, we only did stripping runs, and one stripping run and a spirit run. Uh, it does have a nice red apple, red delicious apple in there. Um, some kind of lemon? A little bit of lemon and uh, lemon oil and honey. So it was, it was fun. It was really fun to go through the entire process of making a whiskey. What kind of distillation? Uh, the stills we used are technically pot stills with a, um, uh, a reflux column. And the age of that bottle is only two months because it was in a mini barrel. <laughs> this was fun. You pick it up for like 30 bucks. So 750 milliliters of new make white lightning malt shine is what we called it. Went into that barrel and produced a... Uh, this whiskey it was a lot darker when it came out, but taking it down to 40%, 80 proof, it definitely lightened it up. And for two months, that was pretty amazing. Most everything I read said only do it for a month to six weeks, but I went eight weeks on it in my attic. So it was very hot. Um, definitely got soaked into the wood. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. And it's being 80 proof, it's so smooth. I would definitely like to try this again. Try doing it again. Um, I might have another bottle of malt shine laying around. So that might be, uh, I might do that again. It's kind of fun. Does it mellow as it opens? Um, you mean when the bottle is opened? Or when it comes out of the, the barrel? I do find with some whiskeys, um, the lower you get in the bottle, um, there is more oxygen contact, so it can uh, oxidize a bit and that can alter the flavor. I have not seen that with every bottle I've opened, but I have seen that happen sometimes. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's, it's actually about the same. Um, when I first filled it, it was maybe that full. So I didn't even get a full bottle out of this uh, experiment because so much had been soaked up by the barrel um, because it was just so hot in my attic. Uh, so I would definitely also, if I was to do this again, I would do it during a different time of year, probably a cooler time of year so I didn't get as much loss. Or maybe just not stick the barrel in my attic. Um, that could also help. If a mini barrel, it's been barreled for about nine months. Oh, wow. Nine months. That's pretty impressive. What do you have going in it? 
I do want to try um, kind of my own uh, cask finished stuff. So do one of these again, but have another barrel going with rum would be really fun. Yeah, definitely try it out. Oh, speaking of a rum finish, Infinity Blend. Nice. That's cool. I have to talk to my wife about starting one of those. I think we're, we just kind of like things as they are. But if we get down to like the bottom bits, blending some stuff would be pretty interesting. Oh. Speaking of uh, cask finishes, the distillery I currently work at, I mentioned them earlier, uh, Western Reserve Distillers. Tomorrow, later tonight really, at 12.01, uh, they will be releasing cask fin a Caribbean rum cask finished rye and a... Um, Oloroso Sherry finished bourbon, which is really fun. Um, actually, both of those are really fun. Uh, and I got to do a tasting flight of that yesterday to give them tasting notes for their marketing. So, my stool here. That was a lot of fun. Um, it's really cool with a rye because you get a lot of those fennel, anise, licorice kind of notes, um, put it into a rum cask, and the rum, like, sweetens it and seasons it, if you will, so it becomes a little bit more well-rounded. And for our whiskey, uh, it came out kind of like a sarsaparilla or a root beer kind of note. It was really awesome. And then for the, uh, the Oloroso Sherry Bourbon, it was so bizarre because the first sip was kind of dry, like a dry uh, red wine, but then it sweetened um, as like, as the whiskey went through the back of your mouth and like the finish, it came back and it was really on the finish that you get the um, the sherry and the dried fruit and dried fig kind of notes. A little bit every couple of months, it's about there. Pretty hot at first. Yeah, mine, mine got hotter, actually. Um, it went in at 120 and came out at like, 130 I think it was maybe close to 130 it, it surprised me uh, when mine came out that it was actually hotter um, but after proofing it down like that definitely mellowed it um <laughs> so yeah fun experiment uh, next bottle I have in the lineup is this really cool Knob Creek Single Barrel Select Bourbon. Uh, this was picked by, on Instagram, the Whiskey, ne uh, yeah, the Whiskey Neanderthal and his partner, um, wow, totally blanking on her name, Kim. Um, cannot think of her Instagram handle right now, but the Whiskey Neanderthal picked this one out for uh, a store pick with U.S. Liquor. Um, and this was a really special bottle for me because as part of Distilled, this was the first one that um, I really felt part of the Whiskey Graham community. Um, they kind of had to create a list of like people who were interested so you almost had to take reservations to buy a bottle and I reached out and was like hey I know you're usually saving these things for your friends and people you know I know I'm still new to this game but I would like to pick up a bottle of that Knob Creek oh 
Knob Creek holds a special place in my heart because it was the first bourbon that I was introduced to by my dad. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, Knob Creek's always been special for me. I know it's a Jim Beam uh, product. I don't care about that. Um, again, this is why whiskey is so near and dear to my heart. It's all about the memories that you can associate with it. And it was really cool this past Christmas. Um, my wife and I got to go to San Diego, visit my parents. They finally got to meet our daughter, their granddaughter. And my dad had the Knob Creek small batch sitting in the kitchen, just like when I left. Um, it was a little more woody than I remember it being, but uh, it was still really nice to have a glass with him again. And yeah, this pick, this knob pick was just fantastic. Oh, cinnamon rolls, like lots of cinnamon. Um, 120 proof, so it's a bit hot, but it's fun. It's nice and warm. It's got a cool lemon oil kind of note going through. Um, hey, welcome, Whiskey Pal. We're just recording a live episode of the Distilled Podcast, hanging out, going down memory lane, reviewing this year uh, with bottles that I pulled out. Uh, and it looks like it is the new year. Happy 2022. I wasn't even paying attention to the countdown. What knob do I have? I have, it is a single barrel pick from the Whiskey Neanderthal. Um, in collaboration with U.S. Liquors, the liquor store out in Southern California, I believe. Did I get Russell's 13? I don't have, no, I didn't. Ah, I wish I could get Russell's 13. I do have Russell's Reserve six-year rye um, upstairs in the bar cart. Fantastic rye. Love it. Dozen knobs, quite a few picks. Nice. Is, uh, are each one different? Is each one different? That's what I love about barrel picks. Single barrel, too. Um, even in the distillery at work. Russell 13 is amazing. Yeah, I, bourbon of the year. I, I believe it. I love wild turkey. Wild turkey is really good. Um, have 101 in the bar. Um, the only one that kind of was a disappointment to me was, um, what am I tasting tonight? A little bit of everything. Um, Started with Rowan's Creek. Made a Manhattan out of that, which was fantastic. Had a really cool uh, leather note come through. What should I pour next? I think next I'll go for a... I'll do this one. Which is pretty different on the notes. Yeah. Has anyone had the Monk's Road? This is a cool one. My wife and I picked it up from the, um, at the distillery, Dance Crossing. What was it called? Yeah, might have just been Gold Spring Distillery. Yeah. Uh, distillery at Dance Crossing. I've got Old Tub sitting back here. And uh, we were at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, and we visited the distillery, Logstill Distillery. That's what it is. Um, never had that bottle in tree. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, Logstill is really cool. It's an old distillery. The original founding president, master distiller, took a poplar tree log hollowed it out, and made a still out of it. Um, it's in Gethsemane, Kentucky, right down the street from Gethsemane Abbey. Um, 
they're still building. They they want to make a um, kind of a destination spot with the rail line. Um, yeah, Monk's Road's really good. Apricot, some orange, clove, and baking spices. That's good. Finally got a bottle of Old Tub. Yeah, I I had never heard of it until I went to the um, Bourbon Festival and Jim Beam had their booth and I saw all the bottles they had and the only one I had not tried was the Old Tub. And um, there's a dude, the Bourbon Ace, check him out, he's really fun. He's cool. He says it's kind of hyped up now. I have to agree. Hey, Amash, how's it going? Um, he didn't like it, but I enjoy it. And after working in the malt house, the first thing I get from this bourbon is the malt. And that was just shocking to me. But also like, oh my gosh, like... That flavor is now so ingrained that it was the first thing I picked up from this bottle. Um, and you don't get malt in bourbon, I don't think, because it is more subtle than the corn, which is just big and bold. Uh, so this being a non-chill filtered, like, they, they really only scoop out the, the barrel char. Um, you can still get some of those more subtle flavors, and it has a really velvety kind of mouth feel to it. Favorite bottle of 2021. Oh, man. That. It's tough, but... I keep going back to this um, Rowan's Creek from Willet Distillery. I don't know what it is about it or why, but it's just it's just been my favorite this year, <laughs> um, which is really funny because like starting the year, I always said, "Oh yeah, Bullet's my favorite." And then I get into all the different types of Knob Creek, and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I love Knob Creek. Um, I, I do enjoy Blanton's. I'm not about to go out and try to hunt for it or pay secondary prices for it. Um, not about that. I know there are better whiskeys than Blanton's, and I've had better, but I still give it the, the respect I think it does deserve. Um, it's still, to me, it's still very good. But will it, I think, for 2021, Rowan's Creek just takes the cake. Um, it's a 100.1 proof small batch, or small lots, one batch at a time, is what they say. This one is uh, number 21-9. And um, it's just kind of brown sugar and spices and just deliciousness. Really enjoyed Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, especially. Yeah, I would have to try stronger uh, Elijah Craig's than the small batch. I think the small batch is 86. And um, it was just okay to me um one of Blanton's let me know my local store carries it <laughs> nice no I I do have a uh, a hookup my father-in-law's godson or nephew is a restaurant manager and he can get it when just about whenever he wants and um, the distillery I work at we work with a a distributor 
and she also used to work for Blanton's, so, or Buffalo Trace, so she's got the Blanton's hookup too. Um, she told us just let us know if we ever want anything, so there's that. Uh, if anyone is in Kentucky or Tennessee, I'm going to shameless plug here the distillery I work at, Western Reserve Distillers. This is our wheat whiskey. We do distribute to Kentucky. Um, you can find our stuff in Bardstown, actually, at the Blind Pig Bottle Shop. Uh, found that out. That was fun. Um, multiple awards at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition and the Chicago Beverage Institute, I think, also gave us uh, a lot of accolades and awards. Um, lots of fun stuff. The wheat whiskey, it's organic. The lighting is not great down here, I will admit that, but um, this whiskey is only two years old and it's darker and has probably more flavor than some of the some four-year whiskeys I know. Um, and it's got this amazing dark chocolate note. It's really sweet, um, very smooth, like it is shockingly smooth. Uh, I am in Cleveland, Ohio area, by the way, but um, yeah, so we we have some whiskeys that we've distilled ourselves. They're finally coming of age where we can start releasing them uh, in our, our own barrels, so we are very excited about that. All USDA organic, partnered with a local farm, uh, and... They are fantastic. Um, I got to tr I just tried our organic bourbon, and uh, it was it's a weeded bourbon, so more subtle flavors. But again, like we just have this kind of chocolate note that comes out, and in the organic bourbon, it was a like a real like a fine milk chocolate. Um, it was really awesome. Uh, so I'm very excited for our other products that are finally coming of age. Um, I've only been at this this distillery, Western Reserve Distillers, for a couple of months now. Um, so, but I'm I'm excited for the bourbons that I've had had a hand in making. Uh, we're releasing an añejo uh, agave spirit. On sale right now, uh, currently only in the gift shop, but uh, that was also another fun spirit to taste and come up with the tasting notes for, uh, for the marketing, and um, it was it was amazing how it just transported me back to uh, San Diego and the coastal deserts of Southern California. Hey, what's up, uh, Will? Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a really fun agave spirit. We can't call it tequila because it's not made in Mexico, made here in Ohio, but, um, it's fantastic. So definitely ask for it at your liquor stores, ask for Western Reserve Distillers. I'm not getting paid for that right now, by the way. I just believe in that product. Um... I'm very proud to work at that distillery now. So, yeah, that's that. Mm. Again, happy new year's to you all. Uh, I'm probably gonna, I'll hang out for a bit, finish this, this glass, and then head up to bed. But, uh, any other questions?
Let me ask you guys this. What is something that you're looking forward to in 2022? Happy New Year's, brother. Um, I will share. My daughter will be turning a year old. What have you tried that you have not tried that you wish you could? Ooh. I'm going to think about that. Uh, while I share this really quick. Um, so my daughter, right now, less than a year old. And it is so exciting being a new dad and watching her grow. So for this next year, I'm really excited to watch her grow um, and learn. It's so awesome and beautiful. Uh, whiskey, I have not tried that I wish I could... Oh, I just want to know what all the hype around Pappy is about. I've never had it. I just, I just want to know. <laughs> I just want to know what the hype's about. Um, so if anyone ever has a bottle they're willing to send a sample for, That'd be cool. Um, I'm not going to go out hunting for it. I'm not going to pay secondary. Hope you get a bit bigger. Hope to get a bit bigger in the distillery world. Yeah. yeah, what do you do, old time spirits? Hey, whiskey business, how's it going? Happy New Year's. Um, yeah. I did get to try... E.H. Taylor, that was on my, I don't want to say bucket list, but um, my wife took me to a, a fun restaurant, um, New Orleans Tasting Room, I think it was called, and they had a bottle, small batch, E.H. Taylor, and that was, that was really good. <laughs> um, lots of brown sugar, but, uh, yeah, that was a good bottle. Old time spirits, uh, what do you do in the distillery world? Booze out west. <laughs> Each Taylor is actually with something. Yeah. I, when I was back in California, I saw a bottle for a hundred bucks. I was this close to buying it, um, but I don't know. I, sh I should have just asked my wife. She probably would have been okay. Um, Distill does have a patron account, Patreon account, and so my patrons do help me with some of these purchases um, to support the podcast and the Instagram, and um, I was due for a payment, so I could have split the cost between Patreon and personal budget, but I would have had to talk to my wife about that one, and um, I still wanted to, we were only on day two of vacation, so I still wanted to keep my eyes open, see what else popped up. And uh, I'm kind of glad I did, because I did find, excuse me, a couple of other bottles that um, I had an interest in, and I was able to pick those up. All state runs, so we find so is all. Yeah, that, it's the same in Ohio. It's uh, state controlled. So there is that advantage. I love that everything is at MSRP or just below MSRP, uh, Weller Special Reserve. MSRP is like 30 bucks. I was able to pick up a bottle for 22, I think. Um, cordials and European specific distilled. That is awesome. So my master distiller, my head, yeah, my master distiller asked me if I was interested in doing liqueurs and bitters because of my 
um, culinary background, and I have an experiment going at work with some organic pears um, for a pear liqueur, so I will be getting into those uh, kind of more cordial and liqueur type stuff. So old time spirits, I'm going to try to remember you because I might hit you up, um, bounce ideas off if that's okay with you, uh, and just talk shop because that is something he wants to release at least within the, uh, the gift shop, maybe not give it to state distribution because we do have, um, uh, neutral grain spirit, NGS. So, nice summer cocktail. I hope so. Um, the only NGS I had, not neutral grain spirit, I had to work with uh, was from Tales of a, uh, a Vodka Run. So, gonna have to do something with that to take out some of that funk. So that'll be fun. Uh, make Weller out of... Oh, yeah. we've we There's still plenty of Weller. I'm not the biggest fan of it, though. My wife enjoys it. Um, I had Weller Antique, the red label, and I couldn't get past the, uh, the sourdough flavor and aroma that I was getting off of it. So... I don't know. Maybe I just got to try the other ones. Special Reserve was good. Um, I took a shot of the Special Reserve, the Christmas Ale from Unplugged Brewing Company, and a pumpkin spice ice cream, and made a beer float. Uh, and that was... Pretty awesome, actually. That was a lot of fun. Whole lineup of well, the whole lineup. I've never seen that in a store over here. I've only seen the green the green label and the red. Awesome, thanks, man. I'd really appreciate that. That's cool. All right, all. It's been fun chatting. It's been fun hanging out with y'all. Um, if you ever need a podcast to listen to, check out Distilled. Um, it's on Spotify, Apple, Google. Distribution is through Anchor. So, kind of all over the place, I think. Uh, Happy New Year again. I wish you all the best of luck. Good health. Stay safe. Take care. Cheers, y'all.